You are listening to the Yummy Mummy Podcast, episode number 69. Welcome to the Yummy Mummy Podcast, where you will learn brand new and shockingly different tools to lose weight for the last time. And now, here's your host, certified life and weight loss coach, Laura Conley. Hello, Yummy Mummies. I have an extra, I say this every time, I have an extra special episode, but every time I say it, I believe it. Before we get into the episode, I want to give you guys one last chance to go and sign up for my masterclass called How to Lose Weight for the Last Time without having to create a deficit by starving yourself or overworking out, without having to give up your favorite thing, chocolate, pizza, wine, whatever your thing is, and without having to say no to social events. I feel like so many of us think that in order to lose weight, that we have to give up so much. And I want to show you another way. So I want to invite you to come to this masterclass. Go to lauraconley.com forward slash weight dash loss dash masterclass. It's in the show notes too. And get yourself signed up. This is going to happen on Tuesday, March 8th. So if you're listening, you don't have very much time to sign up. So go sign up now and I will see you inside that masterclass. A lot of you guys are eager to learn about the Yummy Mummy experience. And I will share that at the end of the masterclass. You don't have to stay until the end of the masterclass if you're not interested in learning about it. So totally no pressure. So go sign up if you want to sign up, but let's get into the episode. You guys, I have one of my clients, Rebecca with me, and she is totally a dreamboat. She is an amazing, gorgeous, beautiful actress coming out of New York city. And Rebecca, introduce yourself to us. Tell us how you found me. Tell us a little bit about you, anything you want to add, and then we'll dive in. Totally. First, I need to say that, um, sitting here, with you on camera and watching you do your intro was such a funny experience because I've watched, I've listened to all of the episodes. And so I was really ready for the theme music to come on. Like, you know, if you've listened to your podcast, you know, we're at episode 69. If you've listened to 69 episodes, you're waiting for that. Like, like I was like waiting for the music. I don't get the music today, but I will. Such when a I let down. Yeah. Now you're going to have to listen to yourself be interviewed. Exactly. Anyway, how I found your podcast, podcast is the same way that several other people have said that they did, which is through the Be Well by Kelly podcast. Oh, yeah. Um, I love that. So I fun. had done such a deep dive into her podcast over the quarantine phase one after having been a fan of hers for a couple of years prior and having learned a lot through her teaching about light structure and fab four and giving yourself enough fuel so that you can feel more sated and that Mm. really helped me for a while. And then during quarantine, I was just kind of in the podcast land and I heard her episode with you and I was just like, Oh shit. It really just, you sounded so relatable and you spoke to so many things that I think I needed to hear. And that, that made me feel seen or heard, Mm. you know, and that was just really exciting. So I looked you up and, and then just started uh, following some of your stuff on Instagram and listen to some of your podcast. And it was like a couple of weeks, I think of listening to your podcast. And I was like, Oh, this is really, I don't know. This is something oh. different. Oh, um, that's so good. I love hearing that. So do you don't remember, do you, what you heard on Kelly's podcast that made you be like, Oh, I feel seen or oh, oh, she gosh. gets me. 
Yeah. What a good question. I mean, that's a really good question. I almost wish I had listened to it back again today because it oh, would be so okay. funny to have the perspective now of having worked with you for these months. But it probably was your overall attitude of fun and ease mm. and it's all done. Because mm. I think so much of the noise, and there is so much noise, so much is, noise in that graspy energy that we talk about so much in our group, yeah. you know, and in that, like, this is a problem that we have to solve. And this is going to be the next thing that's going to like fix it and needing to be fixed. Really. I don't remember exactly what the words were that you spoke on the podcast that really clicked for me, but it, I think it was probably just like your overall, Oh yeah, this is the thing that I found that works and it worked for me and I'm a real person. And I've really yeah. like healed this thing at the root. Yes, totally. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that. So good. So tell us a little bit about your journey. Like before we found each other, before you came into the yummy mummy experience, like what was it like being Rebecca before? Like what yeah. was your relationship like with yourself, your body, your weight, food? Just tell us a little bit about you and your journey. Yeah. Sure. Um, Gosh, well, I would say starting at when I was a little girl, I definitely remember the moment when I discovered that my body was something that should be judged mm. and could be judged and that I should feel shame about because I remember the before I remember just being a little girl and loving myself and being really confident. And my parents always loved me and showered me with love. My body was not part of the conversation. And then I remember very clearly when a boy in fourth grade, maybe pointed to me and another girl in my class and said, which one is fatter? And then it was like mm -hmm. a little contest and it was definitely not good to be the fatter mm -hmm. one. Yes. And I think soon after that, my parents sent me to a nutritionist to learn about food and how we should treat our bodies. And they of course meant well, but that just started me on this path of yeah. there's a right way and a wrong way. And, yeah. and something is wrong with me and I'm bad. And if I eat this certain way and I have done something wrong, clearly to be in the body that I'm in now and all mm. of that. Stuff. It's so that, crazy. We get all of this put on us at such a young age when we don't even have a brain that can process it. Right. Yes, like, yes. I mean, if we got that put on us now with a completely like healed brain or quote unquote perfect brain, it would still feel probably extremely horrible and shameful, yes. but to have that be put on you at such a young age, it's like impossible to not take it on. Totally. Even if it's put on you with the best intentions, it just, yeah. you have no, you have really have no, no defense against it, I think. Yeah. But yeah, so that started like a, a many years back and forth of trying to be good and trying to like figure this thing out. And I became somebody who I really love eating healthily. I love healthy food, but like so many of your clients, it was like, I could eat health food all day long, but I couldn't figure out why I couldn't consistently be 
the size that I wanted to be or feel good in my body. A, a large percentage of the food that I was eating and the amount that I was eating was good and healthy and nutritionally sound. But then there's like all the other stuff. There's this other part of my backstory with it, which is that I am an actress and Um, though, you know, I'm doing more TV and film stuff now. I've, most of my career has been theater doing Broadway and off Broadway. And that is such an interesting piece of it because those shows are really athletic. Some of it is just like the focus and the training. And it's a lot like being an athlete. I mean, it's not necessarily obviously as, um, physically demanding as being an athlete in some ways, but in some ways it really is. It's like, even if your show is two to two and a half hours long, your whole day is kind of leading up to it. It's like your warm ups and how you eat. That's going to prepare you to yeah. feel exactly the way you want to feel on stage. And that's like eating enough, but not too much. And mm-hmm. that schedule is really interesting. And then of course the pressure and the stress and the desire to like be really focused, uh, even though you're doing the same thing every single day. It's like, it takes a lot of mental energy. And so you just place yourself in this position every day that, and you're sweating so much. And then of course, in some shows, the musicals, you are dancing around and it it is quite a workout. And so I went through this long period where it was like, I would get in my Broadway shape and then I would be in my not Broadway shape. Mm. So that's been like, that's been a really interesting thing. Like it kind of became my, like I identified as, Oh, I'm a fluctuator. Oh, I'm not in a show right now. So then I yeah, gain weight. And then I hate myself. And then like, I start a show and I'm like, Oh great. Okay. Probably five weeks from now I'll start to like be thin again. And then like three months into the show, I'm going to be like super thin and I'm going to just be able to wear all the things. And then the show is ending and I'm like, Oh my God, I'm so nervous. But meanwhile, during the show, it's like, I can eat whatever I want. And that's, it's just that roller coaster of thoughts, really. Totally. Oh my gosh. I so remember that. I can so identify with that. It's like, I'm either like thin and feel really good or not thin and what I would have called like chubby or chunky or whatever. Mm -hmm. And just beating myself up. It was just, I could never get that like middle ground. Yes. Touch it back and forth. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And the last thing I will say about like the pre time, the pre yummy mummy experience time is that it's so easy for me to just overthink. I love, I love mm-hmm. my brain. I, I have a really active brain. It's wonderful, but I, I was, oh man, so many years of just like researching, like, what is this person eating? And like, what's yeah. the thing that worked for them? And like, okay, this person looks really good. Let me look on their Instagram page and see if I can figure out what they've been doing. Uh, Like, like just so much psychosis. (laughs) So crazy. Yeah. Like, let me see like what they eat in a day and I'll just do that. And then my life will be completely fixed forever. And I can feel relaxed and happy. Yes. And also go to any workout they're doing. I I have to do that. Oh yeah. (laughs) Don't forget. You have to work out every day all the time, as hard as you can. And then also eat nothing, nothing. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Super sustainable. And that's what we're all we're trying for so long. It's so backwards. Oh my gosh. So, so what is it like being you? I mean, you're still my client, which is super fun, but like, what is it like being you after the yummy mummy experience or learning the tools or implementing it, however you want to describe it? Well, 
I would say just in comparison to those things that I brought up as the before things, it's mm. just all free now. Um, mm. like I don't spend any time researching what other people are doing. I just, I'm really confident and secure with what I'm doing and mm. what I will be doing for the rest of my life. And so yeah. my time is freed up. My brain is freed up. Yeah. I'm just not wasting my time and energy on overthinking my diet and my body, which is amazing. Yeah. And it's amazing because like that time and energy wasn't actually getting you anywhere. Right. It was just like spinning on the hamster wheel. Like it's one thing to be like thinking (laughs) and researching and whatever, if it's getting us somewhere, but it, it doesn't, especially when it comes to dieting and working out and all the things. I mean, and I was so there for so long too. So I so get it. So freeing. Yeah. And, and I think I've also just so much of, oh my gosh, like I think some of the deepest work that we've done and that I learned from you is in looking back with love. So to that end, my relationship with my body my relationship with what I eat and how I eat and how my body is holding on to weight or is letting go of weight is so different because I'm not judging the person that I am based off of that mm. anymore. Oh my gosh. That's so awesome. Yeah. That's so freeing emotionally too. You just get to yes. be yourself. Yes. Oh, I love that. This is so fun to talk to you. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's good. So what do you think is one of the most impactful concepts that we've learned? Like what is one of your favorite or what's one that you use a lot or one that really created a 180 for you? Well, one of the things that I think is the biggest is coming into a better understanding of what commitment means. Yeah, totally. I totally did not know what commitment meant before really? all this work. Yeah. yeah. I definitely thought it was like you do it right or you mess up and then you're clearly not committed. Yeah. And then you and should just quit. And, and then you quit. Yeah. Exactly. So <laughs> I think that's one of the biggest things is like, oh no, you just stay the course. And actually, when you quote unquote fail. Yeah. All that is, is teaching. It's teaching yourself. Mm -hmm. It's an opportunity to look at what you're doing and learn from it. And it really does work. It's not just like, Oh, Oh, I'll do better next time. It's not just like lip service. You're telling yourself it really does work, but you do have to put in the, the commitment. Yeah, totally. Oh my gosh. I love that. Yeah. And it's like, you're getting somewhere then like, it's not like you're spending. I always talk about this. Like, it's not like you're spending more energy when you lose weight for the last time, when you do the yummy mommy experience, or you take some of the learnings from the podcast, right? It's like not expending any more energy. If anything, you're expending less energy. Are you still expending energy? Yes. But it's not the same amount as you were spending. Like we were talking about the over-researching and overthinking and, Instagramming and all the things, it's actually moving you forward. It's actually moving the needle. But yeah, oh, yeah. I, I think our culture really teaches us the incorrect de- definition of commitment. And by telling us, like, yeah, you say you're going to do this and then you do it. And if you don't do it perfectly, then you might as well quit because what's the point? You're that's bad right. and wrong. <laughs> that's right. That's right. It's so funny. It's like, I can't tell if that's about if that's like based on like religion or if it's based on like consumerism or what, but that is just, where did we get that? Yeah. Like where did we get that? Because we don't, 
get it in early childhood. I feel like in early childhood, we are taught like, Hey, if you want to learn, like I always give like the bicycle example, or like right now my daughter's learning to play soccer, right? Like she just keeps going and playing soccer. She falls down. She doesn't get a goal. She like misses the ball, like all kinds. I mean, she's making more mistakes than she's not right. Yeah. And she never uses that as a reason to quit. In fact, she's excited to go and to learn more. Like yeah, she's not like, is. yeah, she's so excited. She's so into it. She's like, yeah, I want to learn. Yeah. Teach me. Does she get yeah. frustrated sometimes? Yeah. But she gets back up. It's like, I don't know where that stops. Like where we are like, yeah, when you're learning a sport, it's normal to fall down. It's normal to quote unquote, like you're saying, fail. Then yeah. you get back up and you keep going, you keep learning. I don't know why we don't apply that to like literally everything in life. Yeah. It's so funny. Well, it's fear. It's like fear becomes scary, which is so funny because it's like, it sounds like your daughter is like embracing the fear. Like, okay, yeah. well, I'm going to do this thing. It's going to be scary. I'm going to mess up, but that's an opportunity to yeah. get better and improve myself. It's so funny. Oh yeah. I think you're right. It's because we place so much meaning on failure, right? Yeah. Like, so I think that's what like, we're getting to something here. <laughs> I love this conversation, <laughs> right? It's like, well, it's like that quote, like the only thing to fear is fear itself. Right. And so, yes. and then we've made failure mean something like really bad and negative. We've made it mean something about like who we are and our value and our worth or whatever. And our kids don't do that. Like children don't do that. They don't make falling down or like missing the kick or the goal mean that they're a bad person. They just make it mean that they're playing the sport. Right. And actually giving themselves that room allows them to grow and be better and fail less often. Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. I I think somewhere along the lines, maybe it's schooling like this idea, right. Of like, you have to get an A and everything. And if you don't get an A, like that's like bad or mediocre. And if you get like a C then that, or a D or that's like really bad and you're stupid. Really? (laughs) That's right. So it could be like our school construct, which is why I'm like, this is totally a tangent, but (laughs) my kids go to this like really fun preschool and it's like, all child led, right? Like they're like interested in worms one day. So they do this whole curriculum on worms for like the, you know, week or my son's like interested in skiing because we're getting into skiing. And so they do this whole like day of skiing at school. I mean, they're actually not skiing, but you know, it's very child led and very play-based and like they love learning. And I'm like, Oh my God, where's the elementary school that is that does this. Cause it's so fun and they love learning and like failing isn't, has no meaning, has no mm-hmm. negative meaning at least. Mm. So yeah, it's like, if we could keep that spirit of like play and curiosity, which I try to infuse obviously in the yummy mommy experience, but like oh, yeah. if we could just keep that, then it, it wouldn't be so hard and arduous and so many of us wouldn't quit. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I know. I feel really lucky to be like coming back into that mindset, but now that's a practice, right? Like, yeah. Reminding myself that it's okay when sometimes I do beat myself up or sometimes Mm. I do overthink or I, my diet brain comes back in. Like now my work is in that direction of saying like, it's okay. That's a practice too. 
So, yeah, it is such a practice. It's like, it's like our call from earlier today. One of the other clients was talking about how she felt like really white knuckly and she felt graspy and she wanted to get rid of it so quickly. And it's like, no, it's okay to feel graspy or hustly or white knuckly. Like it's also okay when you're having a hard time. And I think that goes back to the commitment too. Like we forget that there's room for us to be humans and there's room for us to, I don't know, for it to be uncomfortable and for us to kind of slip back in old habits, but it doesn't mean that we don't get to keep our natural weight, us at our natural weight. Yes. And it doesn't mean that we're like going back on the progress we've made. Exactly. I know so many people want to make, I mean, I watch my brain do that all the time. Like, Oh, you ate a cracker. That must mean that you suck at life. And yeah, yeah, that I lost it. And I'm like, no, it just means that I'm a human and my diet brain reared its head for a second. I still weigh my natural weight. I still weigh my dream weight. It's like, yeah, there's room for that. And you can still like have the results that you want. Mm -hmm. I love it. So what do you love about being in the group? Like being in the community? Honestly, I love everything about it. The group was one of the things that before signing up that made me nervous for a lot of reasons, but tell me why, tell me why you were nervous. Well, just like, Oh gosh, like the idea of like talking about this thing that like feels so or felt so shameful and oh my gosh, so many things felt shameful. It felt indulgent. It felt trivial with like complete strangers. Yeah. Like talking about my body and dealing with my sort of dark demons and just in general, I think like I'm a little bit shy, even though I'm a performer. And so just the idea of like, hi, I'm on a zoom talking about food and our bodies. I just was stressed about it. And, and I think too, just in my head, I was like, okay, if I can just have an, have, you know, one-on-one with her, she can just help me directly get to the situation. But of course the group as promised, the group dynamic is like a huge part of why this thing works. Yeah. And I love it. It's, I mean, I love it for so many reasons. I love it because it reminds all of us that we are not alone the stuff that we're going through, everybody else is going through or has gone through at some point. I am constantly getting insights from other people, Mm. from both you and other people and their questions and light bulbs are constantly going off. Yes. Um, Because we have access to like so many other brains, right? It's like not just my brain. It's like we have so many brains offering so much genius and creativity and wisdom. It's like such a disservice if it were one-on-one. Like if I just gave you my brain, (laughs) it would not be, it's like exponential in terms of like what you get just by having access to other people's brains. That's so true. And then like, there's the other piece of it, this kind of like woo-woo piece of it, which is like, oh my gosh, in a world where there's like so much separation and so much strife between people and especially like online, like on our screens, yeah. there's something so beautiful about having real community in mm. this box, in this little box I'm looking yeah. at. I feel like I know these women and it's so funny because I haven't met any of them in person. I, I did try to meet a couple of them last year when I was in LA and I will do it later. 
it hasn't happened yet, but I, I really feel attached to yeah. these women. That's and how I felt when I was getting on this, when I was getting on this recording with you, I, I was like, wait, I've never met Rebecca in real life. That's so weird to me right? because I was thinking, cause you guys were recording on Zencaster versus zoom. Usually I see Rebecca on zoom and usually my face is like, it looks better on zoom. And I was like, Oh, now we're going to record on Zencaster. And I look like shit, which whatever. I, I look fine, but and I was like, Oh, but Rebecca knows what I look like anyway. She's seen me in real life. And then I was like, no, she hasn't. Nope. I know it feels like it. <laughs> I know it totally does. I forget yeah. all the time. I don't know, like know you guys, but yeah. Yeah. So true. Yeah. So that's just, that's like the other piece of it is like, it's actually very wonderful to have these meetings to come to a couple times a week and just like have real community and be with each other and commune and be reminded that we're all a lot more alike than, than dissimilar. And that also that all the things that I'm going through all the time that I'm working out, I have access to all of these things that these other women are working out in their brains all the time and coming to the table with and carrying with them in their days. And so it's just such a good reminder that we all should have grace and patience for each other. Yeah. We have no idea what everyone else is going through, right? Like if we're at the grocery store or driving or whatever the thing is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think what you mentioned too, about like not being alone and just the little bit of shame that was there at the beginning, which I'm sure everybody had. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know they all have it. It's like the more light we put on shame or the more we expose it, like the quicker it dissipates. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if we do this work in a group setting, it's easier to, I don't want to say like kill off the shame, like the shame when we put a light on it and we're all like, Oh my God, we're going through the same things and we're all connected. It can just like, it can just ease up a little bit is really what yeah. I want to say. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I, I, like I remember like the first couple of sessions on my first group, um, just like hanging back for a while, yeah. not saying anything at all. Just because yeah. the whole thing, I just felt so nervous to speak. I was like, this is so exposing. And then, but the beauty of that is watching other people who didn't feel that and just yeah. were asking questions and being open. And I was like, wow, look at that beautiful brain. And yeah. then it's just like, eventually you just kind of let it go. Yeah. It's totally like you guys give each other permission, right? To just be who you are and get the help and be brave because it's mm-hmm. like, well, she can do it. I can do it. Yes. And I mean that like in the best way possible. Yes. So good. Okay. So Rebecca, what was something that you had a reservation about that then was alleviated once you started working with me? Well, aside from being nervous about the group dynamic, yeah, I was, I think there's just that part of my brain that was like, will this work? Oh yeah, totally. I mean, it's an investment yeah, in both money and time, but especially the money piece was yeah. kind of a big deal for me. Yeah. I had not invested in myself in this way before. Mm. And there's, it's a really easy thing. It would have been a really easy thing for me to look at it as frivolous mm-hmm. and selfish 
And, and also, I think I also certainly had concerns that it was lazy of me almost to invest in this. So good. Yeah. Like, instead of like, why can't you just figure this out on your own? Yeah. Instead of that, actually just spending the money and trying to nip this thing in the bud. And what's amazing is like, yeah, it's not lazy because it's not like I buy, I pay for the sessions and then you hand me the relief of these, all these years that I wasted hating myself. It's like work. It's work that I put in. So I think that that was a concern that I had was like, will this work and will it be worth this money? And will I regret, will I regret it? So yeah, totally. So then what are your answers to those questions now having gone through it? I think if you can afford it, it is a hundred percent worth the investment. Like obviously financial, everybody's financial situation is different, but totally. I absolutely felt and still feel that this was worth and has been worth and is worth me investing the money that I have into this because it is truly invaluable. Like it's shifted so much in my life in terms of my love for myself, my body, my relationships, my relationship to my work, my relationship to my brain. And it is still, I'm still surprising myself with all of the growth that's happening. And so, yeah, I mean, (laughs) my concerns have all dissipated. I know it works. It's already worked. It is working. It will continue to work. And it was a hundred percent worth the money and the investment. Yeah. There's such a level up to when you sign up for something and invest in yourself in this way, that's like totally not even weight loss or relationship with your food related, right? Like the fact that you invested in yourself, time, energy, and money is huge because it says a little bit about who you're becoming and who you are versus who you used to be, which is somebody who hadn't spent this kind of money on yourself. That's right. That's right. And I think a part of it is like, that other thing, which is having a weird relationship to money. And a lot of us women do have a weird relationship to money and don't feel that it's appropriate for us to want it. And I think I've always felt kind of like weird about money and like, Oh, I'm supposed to like not care about it. And I'm supposed to, and I didn't care about it. I wasn't raised to care about it. I wasn't raised to think about it as the most important thing. And it's not the most important thing, but it is is a huge part of our society and totally how things work. And, and so I think like my relationship with money has always been a little weird and shady. And I think just like owning it and saying, I'm going to actually take this money that I have earned from my hard work in the field that I love, that I chose, and I'm going to put it where I want to put it. And it's going to, it's going to come back to help me. Yeah tenfold. So I think you're right. It says so much about the person that I'm becoming and that I'm willing to put myself out there to become. Yeah. So cool. You named a couple like unexpected benefits in there. Yeah. You lost weight and all healing your relationship with your body and food, but 
talk to us a little bit more about like what else has been surprising or unexpected in terms of what you've gotten out of this. You mentioned your work, I think just your relationship with yourself. There's your relationship, you guys, obviously with your bodies, your relationship with the way your body looks, and then your relationship with yourself. So just talk to us a little bit about like what you found to be kind of unexpected and pleasantly surprising. Yeah. A couple of things that I will say, like certainly a lot has unlocked for me in terms of my work. I have been, I consider myself one of the lucky ones. I work really consistently in my field. I haven't had Mm. to like do other jobs for years now. That's so awesome. That being said, I've carried around like so much anxiety, shame, self-doubt for years as well. And I think in the yummy mummy experience, I have cultivated more of a sense of owning where I am in any given moment and not allowing one move, one move that I don't like that I made to define who I am. And that has just translated so much in terms of how I think about my career and how, like, for example, on stage, you're doing this show and some days are going to be great. And some days you're not going to sound your best. Your voice is going to be tired or you're going to crack, or you're not going to be able to, uh, have as much of a honest, vulnerable experience or all of that stuff. It's so easy to judge yourself based on like every single moment of every single show. And truth is I'm not a robot. I'm a human. And that's why I've been hired to be like a real vulnerable, fallible human being Mm -hmm. representing just one of us. Yeah. And, and so I think doing the work in the experience on like loving myself on the way to the self that I want to be has been really impactful along with allowing some of the more woo stuff, like allowing myself to dream big, allowing myself to own the big things that I want and to like really go there, even in my brain, even be, even I wasn't let alone like saying it out loud to other people, like even saying to myself in my brain, Oh, these are the things that I really want. And then beyond that, like envisioning it, envisioning my future self. Like that all felt really scary to me before and Mm -hmm. embarrassing and also too risky. Like, what if I don't get it? Then I fail. And yeah, it goes back. It goes right back to that fear of failure that we've all inherited. Right. And now we have the choice to like, not believe in that way. It's so Oh my God. It's so powerful. I think so many of us are so scared to dream because we don't want to admit it. Cause then if we admit it, then maybe we have to go for it. And then if we go for it, we could fail. And then, yes, that and then would along just... with that, I think that fear sometimes keeps us from actually working as hard or as focused as we can. Mm. And so like, I think I didn't realize that I was giving up a lot, both uh-huh. in my weight loss and in my work, like giving up on myself in some ways. And I just I, like, I've learned that obviously like a big thing that I learned that I've learned from yummy mommy is like discipline is freedom Mm. and really giving yourself structure and a version of restriction is freedom. Yes. And like, and pushing yourself can be a wonderful thing. Yes. 
So I think I've just learned to, to be more comfortable in my life in general with relationships, but also with work more comfortable with I'm tired today. I'm unfocused today. I'm sort of more comfortable being like, it's fine. I really want these things. I'm going to focus and I'm going to, I'm going to get it done. Yeah. Totally. Kind of having to just like give myself a gentle loving kick in the pants. Yes. So I love that. Yeah. I mean, our brains, our lower brains, their job is to seek pleasure, avoid pain and do it as efficiently as possible. So that equals like sitting on the couch, eating bonbons, like does not equal whatever emailing the guy about the audition, or I don't know what it means for you. Right. But to overcome the, like, I don't feel like it. I think it's so important. Yeah. Because so so much of that is like, it's actually just us being afraid. Yeah. And it's just, it's our brain's job to like protect us. It thinks that these fears that we're feeling about failing really are legitimate and it's just, it's not legitimate. We can't most likely we're not going to die if we go for our dreams. That's right. That's right. (laughs) Like we have the same chances of dying if we go for our dreams or don't go for our dreams, right? Our brains just tell us totally different story. So fascinating. So what does it feel like in your body? You said like the two things you mentioned right there, it sounds like where you get to love yourself as you continue to become more of yourself and you get to like really dream big and go after what you really want. Like, what does that feel like in your body? It feels more free, more playful, more comfortable. Mm, Really? So good. Yeah. Yeah. It feels more tethered to my idea of myself and less tethered to what I perceive as other people's idea of me. Oh, I love that. Yeah. That is totally the ultimate freedom. Yeah. That's so awesome. So have other people noticed like any sort of transformation in you? Like what's that been like? Well, it's funny because the, the body piece, the weight loss piece has been less of a topic Mm. because as I said, like my friends have seen me. Oh yeah. (laughs) In all the stages, they've seen me like super, super snatched as the kids say. (laughs) And like also wonderfully zoftig to a degree. So, so I've been all over the map. And so I think I'm sure friends of mine have noticed that I've lost this weight in these last several months, but they might just be like, Oh yeah. So she's on a downswing. But for me, it's like, I don't even need that feedback anymore from other people. That's so awesome. Isn't that amazing? It's amazing. (laughs) I mean, that's like the whole point that we give it to ourselves, right? Like, yeah. 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 Because for me, I now know, like I really created this with purpose Mm -hmm. and with knowledge And it wasn't just like, oh, I'm doing a show. So I got thin Yeah. or like, oh, I'm starving myself or I'm doing this diet. So I got thin. It's like, oh, I've been working on this thing that I've really been honing and it's working and it will work. Yeah. And it's at like at the root level too. It's like, you feel like, I don't know, maybe you don't feel like this. You tell me, but I remember like back in my yo-yo days, I would be like the skinny version of me, but it would always come with like a side of anxiety because like, I knew I wasn't going to be able to like, keep it up. Like I knew it was going to be over at some point. Like Yes. That's so true. Like it was always a little bit like, how long can I hold on to this? And I would lie to myself and I'd be like, Oh no, it's totally fine. I totally got this. And then inevitably 
I don't know what I'd go to Mexico for a week and like gain 10 pounds because I ate like chips and guacamole for eight days straight. And that was just like the beginning of the end of <laughs> the yes. downside. Yes. Yeah, because it was like, because that commitment piece isn't there. It's yeah. like, there's that idea that like, okay, well now I've become one of those naturally thin people who can just like eat whatever they want. Like, mm-hmm. no, you're actually still the person who created this result. Yes, exactly. So you need to keep being that person in order to keep this result right. instead of like pretending you're a different person who, <laughs> yeah. It's so good. It's so true. I do think like diet culture totally teaches us that, right? Like there's a beginning and then there's an end. Yes. Right. And it's like, no, this is like a lifelong practice. Like, will you have to be hard at work practicing it most of the time? No, not at all. But you need to immerse yourself in healing it for whatever, six months. It's like my teeth brushing example. (laughs) Yes. Yes. It's so good. Yeah. So many of us, we just have to, we need a six months of like dental overhaul and then we just have to brush our teeth every day. That's it. Yep. So good. Exactly. Exactly. And the other day you said something that just helped me so much too, is like every once in a while, you'll need to come back in for a cleaning. Yes. And like, you might feel badly or like, Oh, I did something wrong. If you have to come in and get some like specified dental yeah. work, some special tune up. Yeah. But like, it doesn't mean you haven't already, like you, you don't have great teeth exactly. and you exactly <laughs> yeah, you have to get a cavity filled. that has nothing to do with like you having a beautiful smile. You're still yeah. going to have a beautiful smile. Your teeth are not going to fall out of your head. It's like, <laughs> this is a normal thing that happens to people right. all the time when we're walking the earth and we have teeth, right. It's just like yeah. this normal thing. So, right. The foundation that you've laid is still there. Yeah, totally. Okay. Is there anything else you want to share? Anything else you feel like the people, the yummy mummies out there need to hear or know? Gosh, I don't know. I feel like I talked in so many circles. So forgive me if you can't oh find anything coherent. <laughs> oh, stop it. It was so, are you kidding me? It's so good. I love it. People just want to, feel like you were saying about the group, like not alone. And like, this is a normal thing that, yeah. you know, that we have to overcome if we want yeah. to overcome it. Yeah. The other thing I will say too, about it is like really fun. Like you advertise it as fun. Like you are a fun person. You present mm-hmm. as fun. You are a lively, playful human. And so yeah. it's like the way you're business is presented is fun. And like, you really make good on that. Um, And I will say like for anybody who is thinking about doing this, that is so true. And it only gets more fun as you get better at it. Like I feel like I am, I'm, I feel like my skill level at this process is really getting better and better all the time. And I'm like, I'm not at the end of my journey. I mean, I'll never be at the end. I, I haven't like lost all of my weight that I wanted to lose yet. I'm really close, but I'm so close, but, but, and I've been been close for a while. Like the delicious thing is it it really does keep getting more fun. It keeps getting easier and more fun. Yes. Oh, that's so good. What is your belief about you losing these last couple pounds? My belief is it's really all in my hands. Mm -hmm. My belief is like, I probably could have 
gotten there a couple of weeks ago, but I made choices that slowed it down or stalled it out for a bit. And I totally am owning those choices. And like, there were a few days there where I felt guilty about those choices. And then I did the work to, um, clean out my thoughts and Mm -hmm. love myself through it and learn from it. And Mm -hmm. now I'm sort of back in the headspace of cool. Yeah. We keep going. I am not in a rush. This is all going to happen on its own time and yeah. the perfect time because like what a delicious thing that I'm still getting to learn from myself in this way. Yeah. So yeah, I'm going to get to the goal weight that I have for myself right now, either at the end of this month or a couple of weeks after that, yeah. or however long it takes after that, I may make some choices at some point that pull me down again. Or I might have my hormonal fluctuations or any of that, but I'm just, I'm really comfortable uh, with where I am and where I'm going. Yeah. I love that. And I think that it's, it's just so cool because you're like, I don't need any of that outside validation. And it's like, really what you're saying is the, the way you're talking is like, the antithesis of diet culture. You're like, yeah, it's going to happen when it's going to happen. And yeah, like some people have noticed, but like, not really, but that's not what I'm looking for. And the best thing I think too, is like, what's in your control, which I think is so powerful because I think so many of us don't believe it's in our control. We like want to blame or we want to go to like, you're like, no, I just made some choices. It's like clear as day. I know exactly why I weigh what I weigh when I weigh it. It's because of these choices. And if I want to get to this number, then I need to make these choices. It's like, Mm -hmm. you know exactly how to do it. Mm -hmm. And there's no right or wrong in terms of like the time it takes. And by the way, you have totally crushed it and lost like a ton of weight. So yeah, yeah, totally. And then, and I, I also do get to see some beautiful feedback when I'm watching back audition tapes and I can see even in my face, but in my arms, like I can, I get to see it in that way. Oh, that's reflected back at me, but I see it in just even how I watch myself as well. Like how Mm. I relate to myself in those tapes and Mm. how I'm carrying myself in those tapes. So it's just, I, Mm. I can see the results so much that I really just don't need all that external noise. Okay. I'm going to let you go, but you have to just tell us a little bit about that. So you see yourself like the way you're carrying yourself. Yeah. And, And what was going on with that girl on that audition tape? That's not going on now. She was apologizing at any chance she could get. She was apologizing, not just with words but in her eyes and in her body language and how she held herself and how she dressed herself and how she doubted herself. And those thoughts come in and I allow them and like, and then they go. Yeah. Oh my God. And what were you apologizing for? Oh, not being pretty enough, not being thin enough, not being light skinned enough, not being dark skinned enough, not being smart enough not being funny enough, Mm. not being talented enough, not being vulnerable enough. Oh my gosh. Not being small enough. Any word before enough. Anything I could find. Anything I could find. On these tapes and in the acting world, most, a lot of it, especially with the TV and film stuff, just not being thin enough and not being pretty enough. And if you were to go do an audition now, what would you see? 
if you were to do an audition this afternoon and then watch that tape back tomorrow, what would you see? Yeah. Well, I, I did one an hour oh, ago um, and, and I was editing it together right before we got on this call. And I was like, wow, it's so funny what I think of in my head. And then the person that I see, I'm like, Oh, she looks so confident. She looks so comfortable. I really believe this character. And why am I believing this character so much more than like, I would have believed myself in this character a couple of months ago, because I am not cluttering my brain with bullshit oh. about myself. I'm actually able to just focus on the work and this character and bringing her to life and like get myself in her shoes, which is the job. I was just <laughs> going to say, yeah, like you can literally do your job. Yeah. I'm getting out of my own yeah, way. Yeah. That I feel like that's been so, so big for you. Yeah. You're getting out of your own way. That's, oh, it's so profound. Cause that's like all of our problems. I feel like it's usually comes back to us. Oh, Rebecca, that's so cool. I know you dealt with people pleasing a little bit with, if you guys were going out to restaurants or whatever, can you just tell us a little bit about that journey and how maybe you wanted to eat certain things? So certain people in your life wouldn't feel bad. Can you just speak to that a little bit? Cause I think a lot of us deal with that. Yes. In fact, I am laughing because I cannot believe that I didn't bring it up earlier. I know. Because That's why I was like, wait a second, we can't get off. We have to ask what, one more question. I promise. Oh my God. No, the people pleasing has been like a benchmark of my life. I mean, I am someone who has always found humility to be like one of the most important qualities mm. that a person can have. And so like, and just making other people comfortable, being nice, being accommodating, it has been like a huge part of my personality and something that I pride myself on. And people always think of me as nice and always feel really comfortable around me. And I love making people comfortable and that all is still true. However, doing this work has allowed me to see how much it has been to the detriment of myself and my own goals. Mm. And Oh my gosh. One of the things that you said on one of your podcasts, I think is when I first heard it about like how we're all, I mean, you've said this a couple of times, but how we're all carrying around like 10 pounds of weight based on like eating things for other people. Oh shit. Head explosion. Like that, that impacted me so much because that has been, I think one of the biggest pieces for me Mm. that I've been working through and that I've really, that's been something that's been like only more recent in my yummy mommy Mm. journey that I've been ready to really let go of the people pleasing in order to honor my own goals. And yeah, so that's been amazing. I think for me, I'm somebody who I love to go out to eat. I love to eat dinner with other people. Yeah, I'm always, yeah, it's so fun, but I've certainly always seen food and communing over food as like, as fun and as family and as connection. Yeah. Yes. And, and so I've had to, I mean, it's been actually really easy now because I've been working on this piece after doing all of the other work and allowing food to really become so much more about fuel and not only about pleasure, even though it can be pleasure some Mm -hmm. of the time, or it can be pleasurable, but it can still be like about efficiency. I know. It's so funny. I think some people hear like food is meant to be fuel. And then they automatically think, Oh, that means I'm not going to like it. And it's going to be gross. And I'm like, no, no, it's food is for fuel. And you're still going to love eating. Yeah. Most likely. 
still, yeah, you're still going to choose what you're eating and you're going to choose things that yeah you like. It's how it works. It's how it's designed. Yeah. That's how food works. But yeah, so I've been working on, especially in the last couple of months, how I can just strategize for myself when I eat with other people, when I'm not just like cooking at home for me and my partner. Yeah. It's like, what happens when he and I go out to dinner with loved ones or friends, or what happens when we have dinner at family's house and they are people who love to give us a lot of food and yeah. a lot of alcohol and how I can equip myself with both a plan and thoughts that will help me feel like I'm still enjoying myself and still taking care of other people the, the way I want to, but maintain discipline for myself that is going to make me feel good in the moment and later on. So like one of, I guess I'll say like one of the specific things yeah. that I came up with was like, when we talk about joy eats, like a couple of months ago, like it dawned on me, duh, I can be creative. I don't have to just like use a joy eat the way other people use a joy eat. So like for me, I don't eat a lot of sweet things. It's just not something that like excites me. So I don't eat typical joy eats. But then I was going out to dinner with some friends a couple of months ago and I thought, Oh, what I can do is I can, I would, what I, what tempts me at these kinds of dinners is like trying a little bit of the, this or the bite of the pasta or whatever. And I was like, Oh, what if like my joy eat was I can have five bites of whatever I want to sample at this table tonight. And I tried it and it was so fun and felt freeing and not diety, even though it felt like it could have been, but I just experimented with it and it worked for me. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And then you get what you want on all ends of the equation, right? You get to taste the things you want to taste. You get to weigh what you want to weigh. You still get to be nice and humble to your people and loving to your people. And you still get to connect with them and have fun with them at dinner. It's like, I think so much of our diet brains once want to tell us like it's black and white, it's all or nothing. It's this way or that way. And it's like, what if we could just, what if we could like literally have it all? Like, yes. And more actually, because my guess is when you're being nice to yourself, and you're putting yourself at the top of your top of the list. It's actually easier to be nice to the people in your life, like day in and day out, moment to moment. Totally. Totally. Because you have more room and like <sighs> less chatter in your brain and just more patience. Yeah. And yeah. And, and then the last thing about the people pleasing thing too, is like another thing I learned from you is to think about it as nobody cares. Nobody else is thinking or concerned with what I'm eating as much as I'm concerned yeah. with it. So just like, it's fine. Get over it. Total. Yeah. It's so shocking. We want to like be so worried about it. And most of the time, if people are worried about what we're eating and not eating, it's because we've like brought it up or because we're like all like over here being a freak about it or creepy about it. And then they're like, they catch on to it. And then that energy kind of plays out. But if we kind of have our own backs about what we're doing and not doing and know why we're doing what we're doing, it's like, yeah, it's not a big deal. So yeah. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's all become and is still becoming just much more chill. It's oh, just yeah. like, okay, this is how I eat. This is how I do my thing. Yeah. It's cool. That's just like a part of my life. Yeah. So good. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. We will end for real unless you have anything else you want to say, Rebecca. No, I'm good. I'm good. It's so good to talk to you one-on-one. It's so fun. Okay. Well, thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for coming on the podcast. I know your insights definitely help some people out there just to feel not alone and to be able to soak up some possibility, right? Like 
That's yeah. like my mission is like, if it's available for me, if it's available for my clients, like it's available for you guys. If you're listening, yes. this is like totally available to you. Even if your brain is coming up with a bunch of reasons as to why it's not. <laughs> it's doing its job, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> it's, it's quote unquote protecting you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thank you. And you guys, you're welcome. Another reminder to sign up for the masterclass at lauraconley.com forward slash weight dash loss dash masterclass. You can also go to the show notes to find the link. Bye. Hey, if you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, it would mean the world to me if you rated, reviewed, and subscribed in Apple Podcasts. And if you've enjoyed listening you have to come check out the Yummy Mummy experience. It is my proven course and group coaching program where we take all this material to the next level and yep, you guessed it, lose weight for the last time. So if this is something that you want, head to lauraconley.com and click work with me. The best part, it comes with a body back or money back guarantee. And of course, you guys, if you haven't gotten your free podcast listener gift, head to lauraconley.com forward slash gift. There are three weight loss hacks inside this gift that I am so excited to share with you. These are the three things that I do every day and my clients do every day to lose and maintain their weight. So head to lauraconley.com forward slash gift. If you guys don't know how to spell Laura Conley, it's just L-A-U-R-A-C-O-N-L-E-Y. I will see you there.